Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing I see with my clients right now is just that women are hungry for more. They're so thirsty for more and they're tired of all the boxes that society have put them in and right. that they that they've put in themselves in their own minds. And they're like, no, I know I can have more. I know I can do more. I know I can be more. And they're just ready for that now. They're just ready yes. for stepping into that. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Into the Light. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today we have Jamila. Jamila is an energetics, mindset, and intuitive strategy coach who helps women expand every area of their life and business through deep nervous system work and clearing generational patterns, all through deep ease and pleasure. Thank you so much, Jamila, for being here. That's awesome. How are you doing today? Assalamu alaikum. <laughs> Thank you so much, Adina, for having me on your show. The work that I've seen you do already, I was just like, oh my God, I need to get on her show. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I'm so glad you reached out. This is exciting. <laughs> and like so many women need to hear about, hear about this, like expanding themselves to so much more ease and pleasure in every area of their life and business. Oh, totally. Yes. I, I started really down this path of self-love and healing and things like that after, you know, I had a, a divorce and started going through my own healing journey, which involved a lot of like unpacking of generational trauma and learning how to self-love to heal and, um, you know, heal, heal through codependencies and start to create healthier patterns. Cause I was having a lot of issues with like heartbreak and drama in my personal life and, and all of that. So it kind of came crashing down to me on me in this way as a woman. And is that is that kind of how you're seeing, uh, you know, what what you're seeing as, as well right now with your clients? Like how are women doing these days? <laughs> yeah, I think I think the biggest thing I see with my clients right now is just that women are hungry for more. They're so thirsty for more. And they're tired of all the boxes that society have put them in and right. that they that they've put in themselves in their own minds and they're like no I know I can have more I know I can do more I know I can be more and they're just ready for that now they're just ready yes. for stepping into that right I want more and I actually had you know I work with a spiritual mentor myself and um She's not Muslim per se, but she does live in Egypt and she's more of a quantum healer. And she, we were talking because she's helped me through so much. And I was talking to her about like my own, um, why this happens to me and things like that. And she told me that she, you know, it was like, she, I went back to a time where I was in, I was actually on a trip and 
uh, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm hearing that you're just saying I, I want more. And it was when I was with my ex-husband and, you know, I thought life was great, but we, there were so many more things that I wanted. My soul was calling out for. And um, I feel like that's a real turning point for where my whole, like, you know, we say like Allah sends you calamities and things and they're like, why is this happening? Life is going so good. But then, you know, these, these challenges happen, which, you know, we realize that we, we have to address, address some of this stuff. Is that what you see as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that, like what you just mentioned, like your soul was calling out for more. And yeah. I feel like women were like becoming collectively at a time where women are hearing these soul whispers, these soul desires that are saying that, no, you get to have an amazing life in this world and the next. And you don't just have to like forego the luxuries and the beauty and the money and the blessings of this world. For the next, you get to have both. You get to right. say that I want to have a really, really successful business right now. And I want to explore the world and I want to travel and I want to have the best relationship ever. And I want what I want for the hereafter also. And I feel like right. more and more women are like slowly tiptoeing out of the boxes that they've put themselves in or society have put themselves in and are claiming that, yes, I actually am ready for this now. I do want this. And there might be some fears or some doubts or imposter syndrome creeping up underneath, but they mm. know that 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 calling inside of them, it's not it's not being silenced. It's not quieting down. It's only getting louder. Right. And do you find that um, as, as a Muslim, we are, I, I certainly feel like there's a lot of um, what you were saying, like, oh, like glorification of the hereafter. So it's almost like sometimes we get into these patterns of this life is supposed to be so hard and these and miserable and like, oh, but you know, everything is coming to me in the hereafter, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to get, and then it feels to me like there's a lot of, of, of that going on where we need to actually like come to a point where we want to live our best life here on earth during, during these times. Right. Do you find that as well? That people, people sometimes have that program where they don't want to, you know, where a lot of this is like, I don't know, they have to come to a moment where, you know, it's not all about the, the hereafter, but they also have to just heal through this life that we're dealing with right now. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think it's literally looking at what paradigm do you want to live in? What mm -hmm. paradigm are you choosing? What patterns or belief programming are you choosing to accept for yourself? So, and I feel like a lot of that is also religious trauma, religious conditioning that mm. shamed people into believing that they can't have the things that they really desire in this world because then they won't have it in the next. Or mm. that if they choose to actually go for the blessings Allah has created here, then they're they're, they're leaving they're leaving out things for the hereafter and I think there's a lot mm. of religious trauma that a lot of women are carrying subconsciously because they feel like if I have more money if I if I create more luxury in my life or if I have more of my desires right now that's greedy or that's selfish and that's not good for me as a Muslim woman to have and that I think really needs to be unpacked and like taking away what are the actual core pieces of religion? What is the core things that Allah is actually saying that we, we do get to have? And the way I also see it is like, why would Allah create us on this planet, on this time where so much is available to us? Like, you know, you're able to travel to another country within an hour or two hours or a few hours and explore the blessings and the bounty and the beauty, beauty around us if we weren't able to explore it. 
if we didn't even have the free will to see all of all of this mm-hmm. so i think there's that also so people coming coming into realization that you get to have both you get to have living your the, the desires that you have right now that actually create a deeper relationship with you and god mm-hmm. and you get to have what you want to create for the hereafter amazing yeah i i definitely feel that's a powerful message and also, you know, what, what I see women doing a lot is it's sort of offloading to the patriarchy, right? It's like women have that sense that uh, they don't need to dabble or do things that are on the masculine side, which is involving money. So there's a resistance to, to that work on some level. And it's not to say like we're all feminists and women need to be like, you know, the dominant in those areas, but do you find that there's also, you know, challenges with the relationship to, you know, the masculine energy and the feminine energy healing and, and all of that? I kind of see all these things about polarity work. Are you finding that's a lot of the work you're doing as well? Yeah, like I feel like what women, women have gone from being like in the wounded feminine to then going like, like how you mentioned, polarizing to the wounded masculine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And realizing that and this was this was all in their body systems as a safety mechanism they tapped into their wounded masculine to protect them from the trauma that they experienced growing up from the 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 abandonment issues or the lack of love they tapped into that wounded masculine to be like okay it's a dog eat dog world out there I have to look out for myself men can't protect me or provide for me I have to look after myself I have to do things for myself and that's how they started living their lives and right. doing everything themselves, being in ultra control mode, goal oriented mode. And then now we have this. And taking it all on, taking, taking it all on too. Cause we always yeah. have that where we take, take on more and then, <laughs> and then yeah, try exactly. it. And then lead, leading to like hustle and burnout culture. Right. And then right. we now have this era of women learning about feminine energy work and learning about tapping into their feminine energy. But what I'm saying you heard me talk about this on my social media as well is that women have flung that pendulum so far one way where they're literally only being in feminine energy and there's no balance and that means that they're constantly saying in feminine energy that they're not really getting anything done with their desires they're not working on their business they're not proactively putting themselves out there being visible creating content going for their dreams doing the action part which is a healthy masculine part because mm-hmm. they've learned about feminine energy and feel like they've just, just literally stayed there for so long and just enjoying feminine energy so much that they've forgotten to bring the healthy masculine also, which is all part of our being. Like we all have right. feminine and masculine, masculine parts inside of us yeah. that we can choose to adapt and use at, you know, whatever situation and time we're in. And that's the work that I do with a lot of women that are now integrating and creating harmony with the balance in both your inner masculine and inner feminine yeah yeah and I hear that a lot yeah yeah sorry what was the last thing you said after I um so I feel like the time has like really shifted to like we're not just in the era of only feminine energy now we're in the era of like we need to balance both now right the balancing of the energies and I love that you're talking about how we are all these energies and there's masculine energies and there's feminine energies. And, you know, 
inside both of us is we are trying to, at least I think of it as achieving that balance between um, both of those, right? <laughs> so um, definitely in my own personal healing journey, that, that's been what I describe as like, um, and even when I have people on my, my podcast and uh, we're talking all about the feminine energy coming in right now, even on an energetic level in the universe, it's part of you know, what I write about is the ascension process and like law of attraction and things like that. So um, I see it as the whole, the whole earth, even everything on it, we're all increasing its vibrational frequencies and feminine energies coming, coming in uh, to each of our heart chakras. That's what is, that's what is, that's what I'm hearing. Is that, is that something similar to what you, what you talk about in your work? Definitely. There's definitely this increasing of feminine energy in women but it's also like this increasing in in information and like I really feel like it's becoming like a hype sort of thing as well and that women all loads of women are jumping on the feminine energy bandwagon but mm-hmm. they're not really embodying it it's all still like surface level knowledge in your mind but they're not going yeah. into body level embodiment yeah. of feminine energy where they can feel it and sense it and it's become second nature to them mm-hmm. other than just talking about it and and this used to be part of my journey also where I was like learning about it and I thought I was embodying it because I could I could talk about it I knew it but mm-hmm, embodying mm-hmm. it is something completely different and that's what I feel like a lot of women are lacking that they're not really truly embodied in their feminine energy and when they are truly embodying it are they actually able to also go into the masculine or do they keep putting mm-hmm. off their goals putting off their dreams putting off their desires because they keep letting fear run the show run the show right I like that so how do we get into or how do we move to that next level not just surface level feminine awareness but doing that deeper embodiment work obviously I I mean I have people who do talk about plant medicines and they talk about spiritual journeys and but we're talking with your audience and and you know this is like I feel like it's happening regardless of our religious tradition or background I don't know if you would agree yeah. but this this is what I call like in the ascension process of humanity right we're we're all doing it so how do you how do we go from just this work to like actually the embodiment of a healthy feminine on the spiritual level yeah definitely and like I, I coach all women like um, I coach women that are Muslim and non-Muslim all cultures oh okay yeah and this feminine energy work is universal because mm-hmm. every woman, every woman that identifies as a as a core feminine essence being has feminine energy native to her that she just needs to reawaken after, you know, so many years of conditioning that led her to her wounded feminine or yeah. led her to going into wounded masculine ways. It's more of a reawakening of her healthy feminine. And one of the key embodiment things is a woman feeling deeply safe and secure mm. in her body. And that doesn't mean just like um, body image and looking in the mirror, but like really feeling safe in her body, in her home space. Because a woman's body is her home. And right. there aren't many women that can actually intuitively even feel the subtle energies in their body because they've been so resistant to feeling. They've mm-hmm. numbed themselves out from feeling because of trauma, because of what they were told when they were younger, because of the things that maybe parents or other people in their family told them. Maybe they had bigger traumatic events that makes them disassociate from their body as well. Well, or- body, yeah, body shaming is is a stem from 
when we're children, like you're mentioning you, you, we get these messages of body shaming and um, it's hitting us hard from a young age, no matter what we're told to do that and told to do this and, and told to also hover. And I know you, you making a decision, you're wearing a niqab. So are you feeling like your most bodied feminine energy? Because <clears throat> a lot of people would say, oh, you're being told to cover. And that's the epitome almost of, of that directive, you know, you should where, where those wounds come from often as us in females. For me, I did rebel to take off my, 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 my clothing more as an embodiment measure, but you're putting clothing on as an embodiment measure. And I don't think like so much in this world, no one is right or wrong, but it seems like it's the healthiest thing for you. Whereas the same exact thing might be the healthiest thing for me. So I'm finding that very interesting. What do you think about that? So that's what I'm saying about like embodiment is like being in the body. So like yeah. clothes or garments or what you're wearing, it doesn't have to showcase your feminine energy because your feminine mm -hmm. energy is so internal. It's, I'm sure like you're aware of this, like the subtle energy shifts that you can feel from people, the vibrational shifts that you can feel from it, from someone that is the core essence, the core tenet of feminine energy, because it's yeah. so vibrational. It's so at an energetic level that it doesn't have to be like an outer level and at a visual level. Right. Um, it transcends all the physical uh, barriers, yeah. which include the barriers of clothing in this case. So yeah, that's <laughs> right. A woman's um, ability to really be in her body, to feel her feelings, to feel her emotions, to feel in the subtle shifts that happen in her energy when she's triggered, mm -hmm. when something happens where she feels like closing down in her energy can she still stay mm -hmm. open can she really practice the art of surrender even without words even without saying anything can she practice the art of acceptance without saying anything can she practice just being also in her body and I feel like that really that really is like such a powerful way of practicing feminine energy that doesn't require scripts or like saying certain things or like doing certain things that are again can take you out of the body but really yeah. practicing it at a deep level wow yes and um it sounds like you have just really deep knowledge of that feminine embodiment uh practice and it certainly sounds like it's your superpower like you know we hear this your feminine energy is actually you know how did how do you feel like this is really um you know how did you get to this work how did you decide that this is your superpower that this is you're gonna you're gonna basically tune into this uh, feminine embodiment energy superpower? How did you get to that personal journey? So for me, I came into feminine energy work as a way to improve my relationship. Uh -huh. And it was taught from a very masculine oriented way that like you say these scripts and you're going to be in feminine energy. You do this and you're going to be in feminine energy. And I never felt a shift and change. And when I started coaching, actually, um, just mindset coaching for entrepreneurs, I remember realizing that actually so many of the things that I've deepened myself through feminine energy practices and through feminine, through feminine energy is the things that women can use in their business and things like leaning back, not needing to go so forward on a sales call or when you're trying to get clients gripping and holding on to clients, but just leaning back, surrendering in their business, being like the fact that their pure energetic presence is also sometimes enough to to magnetize their clients and later on when I started to add in more quantum energy and energetics work into my business I realized even more how fundamental 
feminine energy is for business owners and for women in life in general in just even magnetizing their desires because women are the lighthouses. Like when you when you are that lighthouse and you're beaming that bright, of course you're going to magnetize your desires to you. Of course people are going to want to work with you. Of course money is going to want to come to you. Of course all the things that you want to happen in this world, the opportunities and the synchronicities and the doors will start opening up. Definitely. This is how um, well, certainly I, I started getting fascinated with like law of attraction and more, uh, you know, quantum energy related <laughs> understandings of the universe. And so can you tell me where do you see the quantum energy, uh, like principles fitting with is within Islamic teachings? Cause I know I had another guest, uh, you might know Zahra Al-Jabri, she's the practical Muslim and she started saying, oh, you know, she didn't used to talk about like secular things like the law of attraction, but now it's like the dua is the power, activates the power of attraction. So can you tell me from a Islamic standpoint, because it seems like, you know, we're learning more and more about the quantum energy and this is taking us into very like woo areas, right? Even as Muslims, we're like, this is some weird, we're learning so much more about chakras and the Hindu stuff and, you know, like it's all in there, right? So where yeah. do you, where do you see that lining up with uh, like Islamic uh, principles that you teach to your clients so first of all the way that I kind of see it and the way I talk about it to my clients is like the quantum field is surrounding us everywhere it's, okay. it's all around us and that's fields of like information and it's filled of possibilities and that we we don't just like Allah hasn't just created one possible scenario or way or thing for us even though everything's written in fate dua has the power to change fate you're asking your intention your deciding your prayer your asking literally can change fate so we're tapping into the quantum space we're looking at all the infinite possibilities we're not looking at but we we, we're understanding that there's so many infinite possibilities that can bring our desire to us so let's say Mm. there's somebody that wants to want to own their home they want to own their home and they don't know where it is they don't know how it is And there's like a thousand million infinite possibilities that Allah has created, infinite, that for you to be able to have that. Right. And with our human brain or human intellect, we kind of just think that this is one road, one avenue that I have to go down to make this happen, which is maybe, oh my God, I need to have this much money. And then I need to go to a mortgage broker. And then I need to go to a real estate agent. And then I need to put the money down, et cetera. But what if there's like so many ways that, you don't realize because of your limited thinking and your limited human intellect that Allah has already set into motion. And when you're like opening up your energy, opening up your field, opening up your consciousness to tap into that, to feel into that, you realize that there's so much more available. Yes. So many more opportunities available. That is what the quantum, that's what the quantum tells us is infinite possibilities and time. And, you know, so it starts to really get into that. I I was wondering, did you ever have a time when you were learning about the quantum, like I did, where it really just felt like, oh, this is what law or this is what Islam or Allah has been teaching all along. And now we just have this new information coming to us. It's a time our, our technology is accelerating. Like it's, it's a time in humanity that we're in right now. Did you have that experience when you started learning about quantum energy? Yeah, I, I had that experience when learning about quantum energy, but more when I started learning about the law of attraction, because, oh yeah, you know, there's a saying that Allah says that I am in the opinion of my slave. Uh, and, uh, in the, 
that when I, whatever we're thinking of Allah is what Allah will give us. So whatever we're thinking can be our reality. Whatever we're thinking is available to us mm -hmm. is what we will get. So okay. if you're thinking that, oh, the, you know, it's, it's not possible for me to earn, let's say over 50K a month, then you won't have that happen in your reality because that's the limited perception of God that you're currently having because that's what mm -hmm. you're thinking that God can ultimately provide to you, that, that can, he can ultimately give you. But the more you start expanding your opinion of what you get to have, what you what is available to you, what God can give you, then that's what you get to also have. That is really true. And um, I I think that's where where I where I really started understanding law of attraction and resonance and then vibrational energy frequency. So, you know, I, I think this is great. And um, I'm curious, so you I know you have your empowered woman uh, program coming up. So tell me about this launch. Tell me who you're who you're working with, who are your clients now and what kind of transformative experiences are they having with you? Because I'm really curious to hear what the focus of this 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 program is uh, and who it's helping. Oh my God. So the women in this round are having like literally the most mind-blowing experiences. They, they've shifted their relationship with money oh. completely. Like some of them started manifesting what they wanted to make in a year, they made in six months. They manifested brand new clients. So many women that didn't have businesses are finally taking action to actually start their businesses, start creating content, starting to be visible. There's so much deepening in feminine energy work that's happening in the program and an understanding about desire mapping and like how mm -hmm. one desire is actually leading and is the breadcrumb for your next desire. Oh, I like and, that desire mapping. Yeah. And breadcrumb to the next level. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> because this is the program. My core reason for creating this program was I really wanted to support women to let go and clear out the generational scarcity, the generational blocks that they were carrying that were blocking them from money, from wealth, from success, from love, and really open themselves up to, oh my God, how much can I allow to have for myself in the next 10 weeks? What can I open up myself up to? And I literally did a, an interview with a client today and she was like, Jamila, the last 10 weeks feels like 10 years. It feels like I was, I, I died so many lives and I was reborn again because I don't recognize that old self. Wow. That's amazing. So it's really, it sounds like it's just triggering. It's creating a lot of healing and growth in a very accelerated amount of time, right? Because normally these things take many years and you know but if you're if you're doing the work it sounds like um you're getting these these faster results um how, how are you are you meeting or talking to the your clients every day or helping them on daily things that they should be doing or like meeting once a week what, what do you tend to do with with your with your clients to best support them in the process yeah so there's eight modules that they have access to that they can listen to and they're not super long they're really short they're really potent because mm. I hate when you like log onto a video and there's like a 10, 15 minute introduction and you're like, we'll just get to the point. So these yeah. are like really short, really potent videos. We have a group sisterhood chat where women support each other, celebrate each other, where I'm sometimes dropping um, riffs on different, different subjects. And for this round, we were meeting, we had weekly calls, but the next round there's going to be four or five group calls. So women can get on live coaching with me, get their questions answered start seeing the, the most potent breakthroughs and shifts in their lives that they've been really praying for. 
So I like that because, you know, there's one-on-one -on -one support, there's group support. And I also really like, I was just uh, talking to another coach about this when there's like a, a container, just a few, you know, eight to 10 people. And then I feel like that's when some of the most powerful, especially as women, you know, supposed to be collective and, you know, Allah commands us to come together for these reasons. And we heal more powerfully when we're with our, uh, you know, in, in our sisterhood. So um, I love that community idea and, and everything that you're doing. It sounds, it sounds like it's really supportive. Is that right? Yeah. The sisterhood group is like, it's deeply connecting because you get to share <laughs> intentions and what you, your desires together. And when one woman witnesses your desire in such a pure, profound, vulnerable way, it, it amplifies the energy. It amplifies the connecting energy and creation energy of every woman. Right. And so when, when, when our listeners are hearing this, like, um, you know, let's say people are really resonating and um, you know, what, where, what are we, what do we want to be like thinking if we're maybe saying, oh, I, I know I have some blockages because of generational trauma or like, are, I mean, is this just a lot of, you know, Muslim, especially I know the women are dealing with uh, all of like we were talking about earlier, a lot of the distorted feminine problems. So what do you what do you say to women who maybe don't know that this is like a very important thing to, that they should be that they because it just feels like another thing that we have to do, right? It's like we don't need another thing on our plate, including like this whole process of healing these things. A lot of people are just really scared of it you know, or they just yeah. are resistant. Yeah. What do you say to that? So I would first say, like, look for patterns in, in your lineage, in your history, in your generation that you know are the patterns that you're running unconsciously that are really stopping you from actually living the most ultimate best life that you know Allah has created you for. Mm. So, for example, are you a woman that's constantly overgiving and you never have time for yourself mm, because right. you saw your mom do that? Yeah. Yeah. And you saw your mom do that and you saw your grandma do that. Are you the woman who's sacrificing everything for the family? Like she's, you know, working a nine to five and then she's coming home and doing everything in the home. And then again, there's nothing left for herself. And she saw her mom do that. She saw her grandma do that. Maybe there's money patterns that you see that you've picked up from your parents or you saw your grandparents also have that. And you see- Yeah, like it's not enough. Yeah, we always yeah. hear that. Yeah. <laughs> that you're seeing yourself play those patterns out. Maybe there's patterns around like, yeah, being so scarce, scarcity around money that it will run out. I won't ever have enough fear of it. Or maybe that you've seen them make money, but they used it unwell. And you feel like, I'm not going to use it well. So I'm not a good stewardess with money. I don't have good responsibility with money. These mm -hmm. are all kind of subtle patterns that you've, you're holding onto in your DNA, in your lineage as a woman in your mm -hmm. room right that you get to clear so right. that you don't get to, don't have to be the one that passes that down to the next generation right and you know what i i remember now also we were talking before we hopped on here about things like healing our nervous system regulation and um even in the process of of doing a lot of this work i think a lot of it is also uh you know what you talk about in your program which is uh you know, we're, we're dealing with emotional related things. We're getting triggered where our family is definitely triggering and, you know, those environments that we're in where we're overgiving. And so I think for a lot of women, it plays out in emotional or nervous system dysregulation. So can you tell me a little bit about how you also help with 
um, you know, that on a physical level, not just all of the emotional level stuff as well? Yeah, so you, your nervous system is like a, a window to your energetic system. It's showing mm. you what you're available for, what including money, including love, including success. And when your nervous system is getting triggered, it's basically showing you that this is that what you're seeing in your current reality is something that you're being invited to transcend from or that this is what safety feels like in your body. Even if the thing that's happening outside might not to another person look like safety, but to your body, it's recognized that it's safe. So for example, if you grew up always being told that you're not worthy or that you're not enough or you're, you're too this or too that, and right. you internalize those feelings inside of yourself, if you end up in a relationship where you're truly cherished and loved and supported, your nervous system will go out of whack because it doesn't. that's not normal for you. Your nervous mm, system learns that what's normal is me not feeling enough, me not right. feeling worthy, me not feeling loved. And because your nervous system gets triggered, you get in your triggered state. And maybe that's what kind of I did a live on this today where you hit your upper limit of how much love you will let in. And you will do anything to sabotage having a safe relationship because your nervous system doesn't see that as safe. Mm. Instead, it sees that when you're feeling feelings of unworthiness or abandonment that's what it thinks it's safe wow so, so we really have work. to pro reprogramming right and you do you do other modalities like a, a nlp is like the neuro linguistic programming is that right you do all different ways of, of kind of helping regulate this these issues yeah yeah and and the women have really found um the eft videos that i've put in the empowered EFT. woman program amazing and these videos are you just using the meridians in your body that connect to your nervous system, really regulating those in the moments that you need to regulate them when the thought patterns rise up. And that really shifts things for you really, really fast. Wow. So that's an EFT. So I'm not as familiar yet. So those are daily uh, practices that you use once you acknowledge that you're being triggered. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, I think it's just really important for people to know you know, this is, this is more than just coaching, hand-holding stuff, that there's some real uh, physical and mental and, you know, we're all connected, right? We're just mind, body, soul connection. So, um, you know, really getting into alignment and understanding a lot of these things is so important. So I love that work that you do. Thank you so much. Yeah. So where can our listeners, uh, let's say we have some, some women listening who really are, are, you know, interested in working with you and, and participating in some of these programs and they want to reach out where's the best place to find you Jamila yeah you can dm me on instagram i'm at the.abundance.factor um, yeah. and you can also find me on youtube the abundance factor awesome yeah because you're giving these and, and you give I, I noticed on instagram it's really nice to follow you you give daily tips and or like things that are happening um uh, suggestions so i think that's great and we're definitely going to have you know, all of those links to your socials and, and things underneath this episode. Um, is there anything else, any final like words of wisdom or thoughts you'd like to share with our audience, things you'd like to, to you know, uh, wrap up before we leave? <laughs> yeah, um, I think one final message I'd love for women to really sit and reflect on is like, just one question that if you knew that Allah could give you anything that you desired, if you knew God could give you anything that you desired, what would you ask for? And just notice like, where do you limit yourself in your asking? 
Right. Where do you limit yourself? Right. And then what do you do when we get, what, what do we do then when we get over it? Work with you, right? Send me a DM. Send me a DM. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Yes. I know. Well, we all talk about that, right? It's like overcoming limiting beliefs, uh, doing this heart mind work, coming to balance with our masculine and feminine. I feel like the thing, the one thing that unites us as humans right now in the planet and you know, we just talked about how we're all energy beings. It doesn't matter your race or your religion or where you are located on this <laughs> or what cultural programs you might be running. Um, you know, these things are happening as a collective, right? And that's what I find the most fascinating. And then we're learning to see the patterns and it, it involves you know, shadow work and uh, healing physical problems, cancers, and like everything is in this category of purging and healing. And a big part of that is the polarity work, this masculine and feminine. So I always feel like this doing this polarity work is, is mandatory for, you know, having healthy relationship, for example, like you said, it was when you, you were also going through your own personal relationships. So it's like it, it manifests and it comes out in, in our interpersonal relationships and in our tra traumas and our generational family lineages and all of that. So <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Jamila, for, for being on today. And I really appreciate you and uh, hope to have you on again soon. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, Adina. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks. Love to have you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at that website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today. And I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.